0: we're recording we are totally recording again
1: i i guess
0: it's kind of a weekly thing didn't
1: didn't we just do this i acknowledge that we're recording
0: by the way i know you
1: i know you can't proceed without me saying
0: (laughs) i i need it it's almost like like a legal precedent i need you to acknowledge it (laughs)
1: Please note, no legal precedents are made in this episode. Um, (laughs) Welcome to Neurodiversity in Tech. I'm Brandon.
0: I'm Sean. I'm Joining us. Yes. That's
1: right. Alex, welcome to the show. We're super excited to have a guest uh, that's going to talk about neurodiversity and not just pizza. Let's let's be clear. We were super excited Whoa. to spend an entire episode talking about pizza. But that's no, really nice. We're gonna get we're gonna get back into the into the topic at hand.
2: um Oh man, I hope there's still pizza included in here.
1: I mean, we could totally <laughs> I mean, we, could, we
0: could we could if we have time. Yeah, we could totally talk a bit about pizza. That that's that's <laughs> a thing. That could be a thing. <laughs> might, that actually
1: might be a random question that I have at the end that was a secret, but shh. Oh no. That's right. All right, I'll forget it. <laughs> okay. This never happened. This whole thing never happened. There you go. Um, so let's, let's kick things off. First of all, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, tell us about yourself, uh, your history in work and neurodiversity all together. <laughs>
2: Oh, man. Tough question. All right. Uh, So right now, I work in sales. I'm an account executive, most recently, working for a company called Mapton, which- Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's a recent three-month development that I've been in the role, so it's very exciting. Mm -hmm. Still in that like brand new, fresh job mode. Um, It's great. Mapton is great. I'm really happy. The company that I'm at, I can tell you that, man, um, I was not working in tech before and I came back to tech and I sure did miss it.
1: Yeah. It's nice. nice.
2: Yeah. They really treat you well.
1: I'm a fan. I I feel like, uh, if anything, when it comes to uh, getting their people, that's, that's how I wanted to put it tech gets their audience they get what people want um which is which is really good so so that's that's you that's your history and work uh what what about what connects you to to neurodiversity
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
2: yeah so i had a bit of a weird path to figure out that i had adhd which was basically somebody coming up to me and saying hey my my therapist said that you have adhd i was like what cool i was what? like <laughs> i know i know what a wild way to find out Handed oh my therapist goodness. that's very nice. about it
0: that is really official i mean
1: <laughs> I like this is like- a random it's it's that <laughs> hey by the way your therapist said this it's no, no my mm-hmm. therapist said wow yeah. that's crazy yeah. um yeah and so what what did that prompt what did that spark
2: yeah so for me i was probably in high school at the time and at the time was still that period where adhd wasn't a thing you know adhd was the kids who couldn't sit still in class and that's Mm. all there was so i was like oh that doesn't sound good i'm just gonna leave that aside we're gonna pretend like that didn't happen we're gonna do that for a few solid years which did not pan out well for me. It it just basically resulted in a whole lot of mental health ups and downs for a real long time until I finally looked into it and I was like, oh, wow, this explains a lot.
1: <laughs> well, and that's I, I think it's it's really interesting to point that out because not only did you not feel comfortable, it's it's kind of like the acknowledgement and the services weren't there for you to feel comfortable. Oh yeah.
2: That Absolutely.
1: space wasn't there for you. And, and I think that's so huge and important when it comes to people deciding to pursue a diagnosis or even just acknowledging it for themselves, whether, mm-hmm. whether they get a full diagnosis or not, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, okay. This is a thing I can look into and there are things I can do yeah. about it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what would you say was the turning point for you? Yeah,
2: that's, I think the turning point for me was, I was unfortunately, you know, towards the middle of high school, not in a good headspace. Uh, I was in that headspace where everything was just doom and gloom. I didn't get what was going on. It didn't make any sense to me. And that's when I just decided to start researching what was going on and what the symptoms are of ADHD. What does that all mean? And that eventually led me to go, oh, hey, there's nothing wrong with me it's just ADHD. We're cool now. And it was me realizing there's tons of coping mechanisms out there, figuring a lot about like, oh, this is a really weird thing that I do. Maybe I should like lean into it a little bit more rather than just like push it to the side. So, you know, I'm now that kid who just carries around a stress ball with me while I'm on my demos. And I'm sitting here and I'm playing with my stress ball. Cannot tell you how much a simple thing like that made a difference.
0: I appreciate that so much because both me and Brandon fidget during these podcasts all the time, the entire time. I'm, 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 this is a
1: piece of a transformer. I'm
0: playing with it right now.
1: Uh,
0: I'm playing with a rasp for some reason. It's, oh, it's just nearby. Okay. So there, that's I was going to
1: say there there wasn't a puzzle uh, thing nearby. You're you're just you know that's no, okay. I,
0: the Rubik's rib- cube is too far out of reach. Exactly. That's just, well.
1: <laughs> so and I think that's important to note is that, and we've talked about this on the show before, we try to keep things on hand and within reach. And so that's Mm -hmm. one of those things you've naturally gravitated towards. You've got (laughs) something at all times. And like, how helpful is that?
2: So helpful. I think like before I just wouldn't accept it. Right. I had to stop fidgeting and I just had to sit at a desk Mm. and now I've Oh, sitting, Mm -mm. sitting at a desk for eight hours a day is absolutely the most excruciating thing you can ever ask me to do.
0: Thank goodness. Preaching to the choir.
2: Yeah. Thank goodness from work from home. My, my manager is so used to me just, I'll start sitting on the floor and I'll do a meeting with him. And then halfway through the day, I'm up at my desk. And then a little while later, I'm on the a couch and I've got my dog across me and I'm like if you just let me find my space and do my thing I will work as hard as you need me to but if you ask me to sit at a desk you get about two hours of me and then I'm gone <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: I mean you sorry we laugh yeah. but it's a hundred percent true it's the same my 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 son has ADHD it's mm-hmm. the same thing when we do school with him at home yeah if I don't, if we don't let him do his things where he's like hanging off the couch, he's upside down, he's walking yeah. circles around the kitchen, then we will not get his engagement past that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and being open and acknowledging that, especially in the workplace, yes. um, it's an amazing thing. And I, I still think it's even difficult within the tech industry. Uh mm-hmm for for companies to, to be on board with that, for leaders to be on board with that. Yeah. So that leads me into, I think you, you've covered some of your struggles, but what would you say has been your single most significant struggle with ADHD and, and neurodiversity?
2: Yeah, I feel like I got put in an interesting spot where they always talk about, there's a difference in ADHD between men and women. Mm -hmm. men it presents as a very hyperactivity they want to constantly fidget and do things and in women it's like this perfectionist way of being everything has to be perfect you have to succeed so well I ended up getting both of those so I am just this lovely amalgamation of these two really tough things to deal with and so I think my biggest struggle was just realizing that there are going to be very specific things I need to do to get me through my day. I have to have my routine or else my world goes into chaos. I have to wake up and go to the gym and burn out an excessive amount of energy in order for me to be able to sit at my desk and do my job throughout the day. So it was just about finding that like perfect balance and that perfect routine to get me where I needed to be to actually be successful.
1: I really appreciate that. I I think establishing those positive not only patterns but but habits Mm -hmm. for yourself are going to help you whether it's your work day or you're going into your weekend and you're planning on doing life you're seeing friends you're seeing family whatever that is you need to be in a in the right headspace and doing the right things can put you in that
0: headspace i give you mad kudos for going to the gym in the morning because Oh, no
1: <laughs> i I dropped that habit a
0: long time ago.
1: Do Sorry. You want to do it to begin with Sorry, I just give mad kudos for going to the gym at all. I mean, that is, that is kudos worthy. I won't lie
0: because Early in the morning it's just like another tear upward.
1: <laughs> let me let me qualify this. I'm not afraid of exercise. I prefer to walk or do uh solo. Yeah exercise activities that don't involve the presence of uh, significant numbers of human beings. Um,
2: (laughs) That's entirely fair. The gym is a whole other world. And when people say, I don't want to go step foot in there, I'm like, I get it. Kudos to you. Do what you got to (laughs) do.
1: 100%, 110%. Now you've talked a bit about learning your strengths and the things that you lean into. So how has ADHD uh, been a benefit to you both in life and in work?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say in life and in work, because I'm in sales, I feel like I picked a very good career for being somebody who has ADHD because I was, because of my ADHD, I always had that like extra just burst of energy. And it seems like my body moves first and my brain moves second so i was always that kid who would walk across you know the cafeteria and just meet somebody new and just start chatting with them having a conversation always came easy to me to be able to talk to new people. It was like my brain couldn't catch up that this might be a weird interaction and there might be a problem with this. And I collected so many like strangers who became friends throughout the years. So that impacted me in terms of my own life. But in sales, it's like, You know, I get on a meeting and I've never met somebody before in my life, but because I get to have so many of those interactions throughout the day, and they're also very different, it's helped me so much with my ADHD because it's that constant new feeling. I just want that, whatever that new supercharged feeling is, that's a lot of the times I find what ADHD is.
1: Oh, I like that. That's like you're, you're, to compartmentalize it in a phrase that I think we would understand from the autistic side of things, it's like you're collecting people. Yeah, And yeah. part of that is the newness of each experience, right? It's mm-hmm. not, it's not that you don't, you have any disdain for people you already know. But oh, it's like, absolutely. Oh, but you're a new person. Yeah. Oh, but I could talk to you. And that's, that's incredible for doing anything with, with uh, uh, sales or, or marketing or, or people leadership, anything like that. Um, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I like that. The
2: stimulation, Um, the dopamine boost. That's what I'm all about.
0: I'm gonna start referring it to that, you know, just you know, making new friends. I'm collecting new people.
1: (laughs) I'm sure they'll love that. I'm sure
0: I'm sure that phrase will go over swimmingly.
1: Darn it. That was something I was supposed to keep inside my head, and now it's outside of my
0: head. I have that problem so often where I just that monologue kind of pops its way out at the worst time, and people are just looking at me weird.
1: I, okay. So, I, and and this, I mean, honest share here as someone whose social abilities developed did not come naturally in the beginning, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. actually had to train myself to look forward to almost what am I going to learn? What am I going to take away from this next social interaction so that I could yeah. build my repertoire? And yeah. I think it's, it's natural to say like, certain types of neurodivergence are going to have certain strengths, certain things you're gonna be really good at, and certain things that you're not gonna be innately good at, but that you can build on and sometimes use those strengths to to help help supplement them. Um, And I I, I definitely see myself doing that. I have never once told any of my friends that I've been collecting them. I wanna make sure that's clear uh, to everybody. (laughs) <laughs> um that's amazing I love that I stumbled on that what <laughs> in your own words tell me what is it like being the neurodivergent in the room
2: <laughs> it's it's interesting um it's it's funny that you mentioned autism because I feel like ADHD and autism pair so nicely together sorry my dogs are just like all over me now <laughs> um dogs. yeah they're great they're a lot but <laughs> <laughs> um I feel like they're they pair very nicely together where there's such a sense of relief when there is somebody with some kind of neurodivergency and I find specifically autism I get along very well with those kinds of people so when I'm the only one in the room it's like <gasps> shoot i'm the weirdo Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i already know i'm the weirdo and it's like i will always be when you first meet me that very loud overexcited, overwhelming person and i've gotten the feedback so much like when i first met you i didn't i didn't like you you were way too much but like over the (laughs) time and over the years I, i i found out that i like you a lot more like you're good and i'm like cool but I feel like that's a perfect example of like what it is to be the merchant ner- ner- in the room.
0: If it makes you feel any better, I got that similar feedback about my uh my brother-in-law uh, when he <laughs> first met me, he thought I was which is actually really funny when people like you know people who know me, but very uh loud and obnoxious um, because when he first met me, it was on Xbox Live. <laughs> I mean it's an exciting place. <laughs> yeah, I am all amped up. I'm running around. We're playing right? Halo of all games. So you know, it's just I it's a different side of me. Not yeah, not obnoxious, like I I wasn't, you know, the that stereotypical gamer. I was just excitable.
2: Yeah, we I find we get so excited and it's just like when we let our guard down, we're just like so much to somebody who's not neurodivergent, or even if somebody suffers more from like depression or anxiety, whereas if you're ADHD, you're autistic, you're just all up in people's faces when you're like in your happy place, excited. And it's, it's a lot when people
1: first meet you. That's, that's super important to note. Like I, I, the, those stories resonate with me so much because it is, it's a thing. It's like, I have been told either that I seemed really quiet, depending on the context, if I was that lone neurodivergent in the room or nothing that I uh, cared to talk about came up. But if it was a topic I was passionate about, and I was there, and it was the first time meeting me, I'm a lot. I get it. It's cool. (laughs) But it is. It describes like, you're like intense, man. It's like, thank you. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it that yeah. means it means yeah. i mean the mat the mask is working too well um <laughs> i don't have a dial for it I, you know what all right, take <laughs> as she said I there's, there's there's no dial for this you can't you, no. you you're you're either wound up or you're
0: wound all the way down
1: you know how long it took for me to figure out
0: how to put on a mask you want me to like tone it back you out of your mind
1: if you want me to tone this back you will not like what you see i promise you that um i got two speeds i've got two speeds you're currently encountering one of them
2: i got the high speed the low speed i don't know you get one Pick it. i need i need a
1: full day's notice if you want me to switch speeds and you can have it well you gotta prepare yeah. i gotta rehearse it in front of a mirror i mean Oh man, you want the, you want the low key me? Oh shoot. Okay. Yeah. That I, honestly, that is being a neurodivergent in the room in a nutshell right there, isn't it? Because you're either, you're either fully in your element and you are just connected and there, or yeah. alternatively, you're not there at all. Yeah, Yeah. What, um, This is a big question for me, because there's a number of posts I've done on on LinkedIn and a number of times we've talked about this on the podcast. What do you wish more people knew and understood better about ADHD?
2: Mm -hmm. I think it comes back to what we were talking about before, all the weird little quirks that you have. None of it's bad. Every single bit of it helps me. So like, don't try to mute those quirks or stop them from happening because that will just stop my progress. Like I figured out what works for me. Let me do whatever that needs to be done. As long as I'm getting my work done at the end of the day, that's all that should matter. And like, don't be the person who's like, you're you're playing with that ball like you're playing with that stress ball a lot what's what's going on are you okay are you no just let me play with it don't don't acknowledge it don't look at it it's just there like it's just happening in front of us just ignore it and let it be
1: yeah i love that don't call it out i i I don't know how many times i've said it you see somebody looks like they're they're disconnecting or they're fidgeting or they're they're restless or whatever do not center that person out although I am going to center myself out because of my fidgeting I totally knocked my entire microphone assembly over that was the sound that everybody just heard if you're listening to the podcast right now uh, my fidgeting caused an incident and I'm going to have to clean my transformers up after the show
0: oh (laughs) (laughs) tough tough
1: life eh sound (laughs) sound wave has kind of crushed ravage it's awkward anyways so (laughs) i didn't get distracted i didn't get distracted at all you got distracted no it it it.
2: if it makes you feel better the the worst experience i ever had was telling my tech guy that my computer mouse fell in a cup of hot chocolate and he asked me why (sighs) And I was like, listen, it it be- it's better to just not ask how don't, I managed to do don't this. Ask, like, don't ask questions to
1: which you it don't happened.
2: want to answer. <laughs> Send me a new one. <laughs> oh my
1: goodness, that is amazing. Ah, yeah. I love it. But no, I I think, you know, ADHD in neurodiversity kind of got that elephant in the room status going back into like mid late 90s and into the Mm -hmm. the early 2000s and i i still genuinely believe that people misunderstand adhd as just being someone who is hyper and completely uncontrollable and completely unfocused yeah but no first of all second it like the, the the hyper focus piece is something that, that people miss. And if you're able mm-hmm. to do the things that you need with your day, then you get to unlock those other abilities and actually mm-hmm. use them. Um, yeah. So it's, I think, important for people to be aware of that.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: What yeah. do you wish that companies did differently when it comes to accommodations? Uh, with with ADHD and, and neurodiversity in general?
2: Yeah, I feel like for me, like I have never actually gone and gotten the official qualification because for me, I already know what it is that I have. It's been made well aware to everybody that I know. And For me, I've already found my routine that works for me. I don't necessarily need to prescribe myself anything at this point that I, maybe one day I'll get to that point, but who knows? Right now, everything's working fine. We're a well-oiled ship. What I would love is if companies would understand that and not ask to see some kind of qualifications that you do suffer from this. Mm -hmm. Just ask your employees, what do you need to succeed? And i think that should be it at the end of the day if i need something additional in terms of technology or a special chair or something like that just to help me get through the day the expectation should be it doesn't matter what's going on doesn't matter what qualifications you've met or not met we need to give you this so that you can succeed
0: i agree wholeheartedly i I personally think that it shouldn't require some sort of legislative act in America, the Americans with Disabilities Act, to get accommodations mm-hmm. that you need for something just because, you know, it, like it needs to be like an official diagnosed thing. I'm not, I personally am not like officially diagnosed with uh, autism. It, it was a self diagnosis thing. I was diagnosed with mm-hmm. bipolar disorder. So that's a totally different beast, but, you mm-hmm. know, nobody, at least, so far as I found, has ever wanted to like you know try to uh, tackle around here uh, autism as an adult, It's only as a mm. child. Yes, I know, Brandon, I know, but um, uh,
1: it's tricky. It's tricky to to find. We we were talking about that, and and um, depending on where you live, you either have uh, uh, experts, clinical psychologists who are familiar with working with and diagnosing adults. Or you're in an area where, honestly, it's still very much referred to as, well, this is something we diagnose in children.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that must be so, so strange. I don't I don't get that. We're adults. We still need help. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I, I I can't say this has been the case for everyone, but in some cases, the opinion was, well, you seem to be doing fine already like you've already you've already found ways to cope so really what what else could you know be accomplished with it and that's very (laughs) something feeling feeling something Mm -hmm. just just
1: just because a person is doing well or appears to be doing well does not mean that they're not struggling
2: yeah Listen, you got this far. You're fine.
1: You got here. this. You're fine. And you're listen, while dead. you're at it, we, we, need, we need your we need your autism identification card while you're at it. If you could just pull that out, mm-hmm. that'd be great.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Patent pending. No, I will never do that. Let's let's be really clear. No, it's it is no. it, you <clears throat> my my fundamental philosophy when it comes to talking about this, especially when it comes to work, is practice empathy.
0: Mm. And
1: even if the person you're working with doesn't have the diagnosis, you can still, as a human, you don't need a a psychology degree to do this. You can recognize when someone's struggling and you can use the words, do you need something or how can I help you? Yeah. Uh so I think I think that's a huge call out, massive call out. And and Alex, I appreciate you for for raising that because there are a lot of companies out there that either A hide behind that requirement piece, or B, mm-hmm. in my opinion, you know, kind of what's worse is is they look at that whole, well, you seem to be doing fine. So we mm-hmm. would need a bunch of additional proof to show yeah. that you are going through hardships. Yeah. I should not have to be physically bleeding for a hardship to be recognized. My leg should not have to be bent in the other direction for that to yeah. be recognized. And I, there is this concept that I think needs to disappear very quickly. And that is that the assumption that people will abuse these kinds of systems if they're in mm. place without mm. all this rigor. Uh, And I think, yes, there is the possibility. There's always the possibility for abuse, but no matter how much Mm -hmm. rigor you put around it, people are going to abuse it, but it only hurts the bulk of people that actually need the accommodations.
0: Agreed.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's like, you'd rather go out of your way and do too much than do too little. That's, I feel like a big thing that needs to be understood. Always do too much
0: especially when we're talking about you're you're only going to pro- increase the productivity of those who might be genuinely struggling. Yeah. So yeah. Why, not, why not
2: why not? Why not? Why not?
1: Right. What is the one thing you enjoy most of all no matter what? So like no matter where your day has gone no matter what is happening in the world, what's the one thing you're like, oh, I'm going to go for that?
2: Oh, my dogs. Yeah! yeah, yeah. They're so cuddly and just so soft and so sweet. I'm like, I could be having the worst day in the world, and if I get a solid dog cuddle in halfway through that, man, it's a great day. Mm
1: -hmm. I Mm -hmm. love that. (laughs) Yes. What is something you want everybody to know in terms of being either an advocate or an ally for ADHD and neurod- neurodiversity in general?
2: Let us lead the charge. And I think that goes across for any movement, anyone you're being an ally for or an advocate for, they should be the ones leading the charge. You're the one taking the back seat, listening to what they're saying, and giving them reinforcements where they're asking for them. Don't offer up your reinforcements without knowing if that's actually what the person wants or needs.
0: Dang. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything to add to that. That (laughs) That was really well worded. I mean,
2: yeah, that's across the board. I think that's where we struggle with every movement. We always want to go in and be the superhero and that's not what's needed. You, you need get, to be the sidekick.
0: Yeah, you get so passionate about it that you don't realize that you're kind of, you know, uh, overstepping your bounds or, you know, kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, yeah. Words, hard times. <laughs> yes,
2: words. <laughs> <laughs> this is a visual thing, right? <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We totally <laughs> post the videos for this. No. <laughs> Uh, all right. i got I got the two final questions here. These are the easy ones. I saved the easy ones for the end. Beauty. First one, favorite pizza of all time.
0: Yes, this is very important. This is the most important question.
1: All right. We're talking
2: are we talking favorite like pizza toppings or favorite pizza joint?
0: The whole thing. So
1: like you would get X pizza from X pizza place as you're like, pinnacle of pizza experience
2: mm-hmm. oh man okay so if you ever in Alora, there's a fantastic place called la fontana the oh. best pizza that you can get outside of italy and this is coming from I, italy is my favorite place on earth they have this mushroom onion pizza that Ooh. i would eat every single day no matter what it's just so fantastic it's wood fired they have incredible cocktails to go along with it if you're into those or mocktails if you prefer non-alcoholic but best place and it's right on the river in alora so like the whole atmosphere the pizza the drinks it's just perfect
1: cool yes that was a really good answer yeah i'm you you one shot over immediately. As soon as you said wood fired, it was just I like, am, done.
0: <laughs> the first time I had wood fired pizza, I just, I couldn't go back. I mean, like I have to go no. back because not everybody does it, but man, it's so good. I
2: so. know. I know it, it's just, I would take it over anything. It's just, that's our, that's our go-to date night for me and my husband. Where are we going? That's where.
1: That sounds amazing.
2: Hmm.
1: Okay. Last question. Do you have any questions for us?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, okay.
2: So what is both of your neurodivergencies? It's, I've got bipolar, autism, and autism. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got, <laughs> I've got a list. <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay. So generalized anxiety disorder, uh, autism, and I mean, I've often wondered about the, the ADHD side, but honestly, I think most of the, the autism assessment and diagnosis covers that. So I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm good for it, but distractibility. What? No, never (laughs) Never. happens ever. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's us. That's us in a nutshell.
2: Okay. How does it feel having a podcast with that and like putting that out there? for the world how does that feel do you do you feel awkward like i don't know i feel like don't don't let my mom know like i can you know
0: (laughs) honestly i don't think that uh there's really anybody that listens to it that i'd be concerned about honestly (laughs) i really don't have too many people that i'd want them to not know about it i'm pretty open about that so there's a bit of vulnerability but not really. Nothing that crazy. Honestly, it's more of like me just putting the rest of myself out there that's kind of you know making me feel vulnerable. Mm. What about you, I, Brandon?
1: I don't feel like I've shared anything too like shocking. I feel like the podcast that I did when I had a web comic, I was way more worried about like my mom listening to it because it had <laughs> bad words in it. Um uh-huh. <laughs> we generally try to keep this podcast like super duper g to pg i don't even think we hit pg often and um i think more than anything that would be the only thing i'd be worried about yeah. i'm a very <laughs> and, and i've said this before i'm a very open person what you see is what mm-hmm. you get so if people ask me questions about things i often overshare and so yeah. the idea of a podcast where i'm sharing these things it's like Oh wow, I'm I'm really getting the oversharing done like efficiently.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're just, hey, I've got like 40 minutes just to overshare the entire time. It's perfect. All of it.
1: It's out there. (laughs) You're welcome.
2: Well, it's it's good. It's good. I've listened to a couple of the episodes so far. And it definitely for someone who is neurodivergent, I'm like, oh, this is my like bunch of weirdos. This is great. You guys are doing great work.
1: (laughs) Amazing. Thank you. You. Well, Alex, this has been awesome. Um, I want to thank you again so much for for coming on the show. Um, we're we're just running up on on time now. Um, so we'll uh, we'll do some sign-offs. Um, this has been Neurodiversity in Tech. I am Brandon. I am Sean. I'm Alex. Good night, folks.